What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? We're back. It's the 25th episode of the Booth Review, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week, as as usual. I feel like it's most weeks that we have quite a few topics. You're not wrong. Winding down, less and less topics to cover. Yeah, More you're LeBron. right. It's almost LeBron season. It's, it's, almost, we're in, it's almost LeBron season. We're in the swing of things with LeBron season, I would say. Well, let's cap. Let's uh, let's hit the games of the week. Obviously, we it was a uh, championship Sunday. Yeah, they do it. it. They do it. They do it. National, no fun football league. <laughs> All right. So the first game, remind me, please. Who played first? Well, at first it was um, Packers Atlanta, yes. and Atlanta whooped the ass. They did. They really did. Um, I did not see that coming. Yeah, Vargas, break it down. <laughs> break it down for me. Tell me what you thought was going to happen. I mean, dude, I you know I, I put money on Green Bay. I thought Green Bay was going to get the dub, but now I owed my bookie ten dollars. But why did you, did you think that Green Bay was going to get the W? Mm, I mean, Aaron. But yeah, the Aaron Rodgers effect. That's yeah. I like I. I I wanted to believe so bad that the Packers are going to win just because Aaron Rodgers was so on fire, but I knew in the back of my mind that Falcons were probably going to take him to victory just because, they, I mean, they have a better team. That and it's just you can't, I mean, I don't know, that forward progress only goes so far once you face a superior team. And that, I mean, you could make the case that Matt Ryan is the MVP, and he probably, he probably will be the MVP mm-hmm. um, of the league this year, and it's well-deserved. I mean, and they have great playmakers on offense. I mean, they have three or four reliable wide receivers they have um their feature backs uh, awesome and then their backup tevin coleman is just, like, i mean he's a very good he's also just a very good third down back yeah. and i mean yeah there might be some questions on their defense but i mean i really don't know i mean they've shut down very good teams the past couple of weeks and it's all about how you're playing right now you know especially in the playoffs like if you think about it and this is the, this was the point i was making earlier today at lunch i was talking to some guys and like if you think about the last few super bowls the team that won was the team that had the hottest defense, and I I would say that Atlanta has the hotter defense right now. I mean, they stopped the Seahawks, they stopped the Packers, and they stopped uh, those are the only two games they play, right? I mean, right. The Seahawks and the, the Packers. Playoffs, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could argue that the Packers' offense is more potent than the Patriots' offense. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, as far as Chris Hogan will have something to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but I'm just saying that he he topped or he stopped. Sorry, I. Started there, but anyway, he stopped two Super Bowl MVPs. He stopped Russell Wilson and he stopped Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, that's I mean, it's not something that's very easy to do. And that's you were making the point about Atlanta's offense, how they have so many different like <clears throat> options, and Matty Ice does a really good job spreading the ball around. But like in the Pittsburgh game, you saw like they could just double cover Antonio Brown. And it was like they pretty much had it locked down from there because mm-hmm. you know who's the Steelers' like reliable second receiver. But like if you're Atlanta. If by some miracle the other team is able to take away Julio Jones, which is pretty much impossible, you still have Mohamed Sanu, you still have Taylor Gabriel, you still have like three tight ends that no one even knows their name, and like a fullback who can just, I mean, the list goes on. Fullback, by the way, Pat DeMarco is a fellow Patriot, so go Patriots to Lake Bramley High School. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, okay. and that's where uh, Wu Tang's from. Talking about myself <laughs> in the third person. The alma mater. Uh, yeah, so you know, um, that's part. Well, that's one of the reasons I'm rooting for the Falcons. Right. I feel like most of America will be rooting for the Falcons because mm-hmm. um, I feel like most of America hates the Patriots. And I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, I just you know, part of me is just salty at Tom Brady. It's just like, hey, like you know, you can take the looks or you can take the you know football ability. Why you know you're taking. You know, supermodel and being the best quarterback of all time, not fair, man. You got to relax. got to relax there, you know? Yeah, whereas you're not leaving any for the rest of us. <laughs> Choose exactly. your lane and stay in it. Yeah, exactly. I want to touch on Big Mo, okay? Mohamed Sanu, your fellow Rutgers, Scarlet, Scarlet Knight, Knight. You tweeted that out. Dude, that kid came, Not kid. I don't know why I'm saying kid. He came out of nowhere. Like, I didn't even know he was on Atlanta, and that's partly on me for not doing my research. He, he, he was, was good on the, on the Bengals. He was he good was, for the Bengals. He was solid for the Bengals. He he was the kind of guy in college that could do it all. He played, you know, he ran the Wildcat. He threw it around a few times. But he was also one of the better receivers. And I can't, I'm not sure if he was there for the Big East days. He might have been there for, like, the last year or two. But he's, he's like an older uh, Scarlet Knight guy. And uh, did you know, fun fact, this is my fun fact of the week. <laughs> did you know that... Rutgers has the most players in the Super Bowl. They're the university with the most alumni oh. in the Super Bowl. At five. Is it at five? Five. five. Yeah. Can you name them off? Ooh, it's tough. It's tough. Okay, we got the McCourty twins on um, on New England. Obviously, Mo Sanu on the Falcons. Correct. Um, and I'm immediately blanking on the rest. Uh, there's a linebacker for the Patriots for the uh, Rutgers, and I believe there's an offensive lineman. But I'm blanking on their two names, but they're all they're all Greg Schiano guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, Logan Ryan. Really? Is uh, I believe was the Rutgers uh, on the, the Patriots. The O lineman. Yeah, I don't know. I'm probably just totally wrong. <laughs> you know, this is why we have phones. Yeah, we we could actually look this up and, mm-hmm. and get to the bottom of this. Um, well, it was good to see like the Georgia Dome. I guess go go out in style. Go out in style. Yeah, it was rocking. The Falcons fans were uh, rising up. I mean, it's just, I feel like it's easy f- to root for Atlanta in the Super Bowl. Because, I mean, what's Atlanta ever done to anyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also Boston. <laughs> Dude, Ludacris is probably pumped. Migos, you know Migos is pumped. Outcast is pumped. Future. Future is over young, the moon. Future, Young Thug. Oh, you know. Rich Homie Quan. Dem Franchise Boys. Oh, my God. Do you God. think they're all going? They're, I hope they're all I hope they're all going, and I hope they're all sitting together. Mm-hmm. It really seems like Atlanta. We forgot, we forgot the... East Atlanta Santa. We forgot the Gucci Mane, too. Gucci. Forgive us, Gucci. That's actually really bad on us. <laughs> no shit, Juice Mane? <laughs> it really seems too. like the Falcons have Walk no... Flock of Flame. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> we can <laughs> rattle so many off, and there's more. Like, Gambino. And, I don't yeah. think he's a no, yeah, no, no, yeah, he is. He is uh, Atlanta. Gambino. What about Atlanta. Ray Sherman? Are they yeah, Ray ATL Sherman. Yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, they're Atlanta. Travis Porter. What about Travis Scott? No, he's Houston. Okay. Get him out of here. Uh, Pastor, what's his name? Pastor Troy. Yeah, Pastor Troy. Uh, Trinidad James. That's Trinidad. How many are there? That's like at least. The list goes on. It's it's extensive. Young Jeezy. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're coming up with great. These are all like really good. I mean, not going to say really good, but quality, quality names. Here. These are all known names. Yes. They are known. Possible future who said it candidates, I'd say. <laughs> well, we've been hitting them hard with that this week. We have. I mean, two for two. Maybe we um, should touch on some more Atlanta culture. Yeah, yeah. twins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have so many possibilities now. I'm actually really excited. Do you guys want to move on from this ACL Packers games? I personally don't have too many thoughts on it, unless you guys. Yeah, I I think it's do. closing thought. I think it's really cool that Arthur Blank is taking all the Falcons employees to the uh, to the game. 
think that's really cool of him. Also, I'd, I'd like to see Atlanta win just based on the trend of, I guess, first time or first time in a very long time champions. I mean, if you look at the last two or last couple championships, Clemson, right. they just won the national championship. They're not a normal national champion. I mean, just, they're, they're not a normal NCAA champion. Um, the Cavs won. Cubs won. I mean, why not the Falcons, you know? Mm-hmm. Hopefully that'll happen because I'm, I'm so sick and tired of seeing the Patriots there. But I guess moving on to the topic now with the Patriots, uh, they honestly surprised me a lot um, in last week's game and they really impressed me. I mean, obviously I know they're at home, but I thought they had some questions on offense. Um, I knew their defense is solid, but I didn't know if they'd be able to compete with the Steelers as far as, as offense. And the Steelers, Steelers are playing really good football right now on both sides of the ball. Um, so, you know, I thought it'd be a struggle, but I thought it'd be a really close game, but I mean, Patriots blew them out. Yeah, and they I, dominated the whole game. I agree with you there. All facets. I had Pittsburgh plus six did not go my way, at all. Um, do you guys want to know? I have a quick question for you. Do you guys want to know why and how I know that Bill Belichick is a better coach than Mike Tomlin? Yeah, tell me. It's because he believes in the quarterback sneak. Okay, dude, what was that call on first and goal from the one, and Pittsburgh decides to hand it off twice in a row? Well, I don't. You have Big Ben. His name is Big Ben. <laughs> and he can run too. It's Big Ben, and Tom Brady snuck it from the 50, and he fumbled. But he snuck it from the 50. If they're if the Patriots are willing to do that with Tom Brady, then why the hell can't you sneak it with Big Ben? Okay, well, it's not, the quarterback is not the one doing the sneaking. It's all about what the center is able to do. Fair enough. But his name is Big Ben. That's true. He is large compared to other <laughs> NFL quarterbacks. I just don't understand. I, I, that costed them the game, in my opinion. I mean, I, I understand your qualms, but, like, I, I think I Because imagine if they had thrown it and, like, it was an interception or something along those lines. We've been, oh, Super Bowl all over again. But they they made the call that we expected them to make, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. They ran the ball twice. And D'Angelo Williams, D'Angelo Williams is a power back. So I think the Patriots made really good plays. I mean, obviously the play calls were predictable, but so, I mean, I feel like any goal line play calls pretty pretty. I predictable. feel like one topic we didn't touch on was that I feel like all this, the gas is left off the pedal once, as soon as Le'Veon Bell is out right. of the game. I mean, you know it's yeah. over. I mean, it's just, it's not even really, I mean, it's not even saying D'Angelo Williams is a bad back, but it's just the impact that he that um, Le'Veon makes is just so substantial that, you know, especially even if I'm on the defense of uh, the Patriots, it's just... you. You're gonna be more aggressive. You're not gonna fear it as much. And like, I mean, after that, I mean, I just I knew the Patriots were going to the Super Bowl, and it's just yeah. I, I wish I would have seen Le'Veon healthy the entire game and yeah. see like what what would the what the outcome would have been because I know it would have been different. But I mean, at the same time, Patriots team still a pretty good team, and I mean they showed us that again. It's just I'm like I've said about probably five times this show. I'm just so sick of Tom Brady <laughs> and the Patriots making it to the. Super Bowl. There was this whole big stupid headline of Tom Brady, you know, getting suspended the two games, and now it's like his Tom Brady showing the NFL he can come back and win this. Like it's not like anybody didn't know he isn't like you know he's capable of winning the championship, but it's just like I, I'm just so sick of it. I'm, I wish Bill Belichick would just you know stop being a douche and you know <laughs> make, hopefully there'll be less balls deflated in the Super Bowl, but you know I'm hoping for the best. It's gonna be funny. I mean, I know everyone's talking about this. If the Patriots do win, like Goodell handing off the trophy to Brady. Tom and. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to see it for that factor, but at the same time, I'd much rather see the Falcons win. Oh yeah, me no, me as well. Uh, I I'm sick of the Patriots. Also, so we all we all know who we want to win, but what, who do you guys think are gonna actually win the game? Official predictions. Yeah. Let's hear it. Well, 
I hate to be this guy, but I have like some really bad jokes I need to get off my chest concerning the Steelers, though. That's fine. That's Can fine. I do that's it real quick? Yeah, go okay, ahead. I apologize. Fuck Steelers. I'm sure you've been dwelling on that uh, all dude, week. Dude, oh yeah, absolutely. This one goes out Someone to needs to tell the Steelers that yards after the catch are supposed to be positive, all right? How many times were they running backwards after they caught like a four-yard hitch? I don't understand. Also, the game being on commercial broadcast system, a.k.a. CBS. Dude, why do we need to go back? Why does there need to be a kickoff or a touchdown? Mm-hmm. Extra point commercial, right. kickoff commercial, to come back for the first play of the, of the drive. And they wonder why ratings are down. That is so unnecessary. That's it. That's all I had. My recommendation for you, if you want to remedy that situation, Bogus, you gotta you gotta get the stream from uh from the UK Sky uh, Sp- Sky, Sky Sports. Sports. Yeah, because they don't they don't do as many commercials. They use some of that commercial time to do analysis on the game. Dude, that might be the move. Yeah, and if you've ever heard guys talking with a British accent about American football, it's revolutionary. Yeah, I need to hear that. Yeah. I or, will, maybe I'll do that for the Super Bowl. Solution C, you know, convince your parents to get DirecTV, then have them record the games from their device so you can go on your other mobile device <laughs> and pull it up into your laptop and then watch and skip all the commercials with the recording. But that takes a lot of effort, and I have DirecTV, and I haven't even been able to do that yet. Yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, but, that's also a really good option, too. I don't know which one I'm going to choose, but. Or just illegally stream it, government. Hope you're listening, <laughs> Trump. Don't worry, they are <laughs> wrong, wrong. Um, for the Super Bowl though, I do want to see Sean. I want, I want to hear the attendance from Sean Spicer, okay, and nobody else. That's the Nets, yeah. Nets attendance. This is the most watched Super Bowl of all time. Ever. All Ever. 370 million <laughs> Americans watched it. And it's in Houston this year, right? It is H Town. Yeah. Bostonians have to go experience a real city. Mm. The mass holes. That's the most spoiled sports city, I think, in America. Oh, I mean, I would say 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say 100%. I mean, cause at least in the last last decade, you had the big three with the Celtics there. You've had however many, it's what, four Super Bowls with the Patriots? Right? Is it four? Yeah, or, at least. And right. then uh, Red Sox, you know. Thank God. I mean, I I'm, I still don't know if Big Poppy you know, might come back this season. Hopefully, he'll come back and then lose again to the Indians, because that'd be beautiful. That's, I mean, that's a whole other side topic. But... So we never got the predictions yet. Oh, I'm, yeah, I went on a rant. Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, dude, I don't want to do this, but i got to say New England. I said New England like five weeks ago. I remember talking to you guys. <sighs> Patriots. All right. I, uh, I said it earlier at lunch today. This is the most sure I've ever been about, <laughs> about who's going to win a Super Bowl. And it's the Falcons. The Falcons are going to win this game. They have the better defense right now. And they have a more versatile offense. Like, even if by... I, I know I just said it. Even if they're by some miracle, uh, Malcolm Butler can shut down Julio Jones, which he can't. I mean, it's Julio Jones. He's literally an alien. Like, they still have so many other options and the MVP. He's an AT alien. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think it's the Falcons. My, my mind says the Patriots... But my heart says the Falcons. And, I don't know, just going off Pat's last point, thinking that Malcolm Butler is going to have to guard Julio Jones makes me want to go with the Falcons, just based off that fact. Um, I mean, not just based off that fact, but at the same time, I knew the biggest playmaker on both sides of the ball, I would argue, Julio Jones. Falcons are just so I I, I can't... I, I just feel as like if if they're gonna have to if they have to double Julio Jones at any point because I don't think Mal- I mean Malcolm Butler is a great corner don't get me wrong but like Pat said he's a different player um, if they have to double him at any point 
you got receivers all across the board, tight end. The Freeman can catch it out of, um, out of the backfield. Um, their backup, um, Coleman. Yeah, Coleman, he can catch it out of the backfield as well. Um, I, I just, I think the Falcons are the better team. And it's weird to say that against the Patriots. And I, every part of me wants to go with them because they're such a sure shot because they've been there so often. And the, the Goodell story would be great. Are they a sure shot, though? But, I, exactly. <laughs> I, I think the Falcons are going to pull it out this year. The Patriots can lose big games. It's not unheard of. I know it, it well when they're playing Eli. And the problem is, like, I agree with you guys. I really do think, like, Atlanta is playing better football right now, but... Just the Patriots and the coaching. I'm not going to lie, though. I was really impressed with Chris Hogan, former lacrosse player at insert school here. I forget where. Penn State. Penn State, thank you. Like, they actually... They play... They're they're playing really well, too. Like, and I just... I can't... I just don't know if I can bet against Bill and Tom. I mean, if you look at the formula... For winning a My game pleasure, against the Patriots. Thanks, Siri. Thank you, Siri. I appreciate it. The formula for beating the Patriots in a big game is to bring pressure. Get to Tom Brady, put him on the ground. The Falcons are capable of that. Like, they did it to Aaron Rodgers, and he had arguably the best offensive line in football. It's easy to say the, the Cowboys are the best, but, like, the Packers are up there. Yeah, you're right. I just don't think it's mathematically possible for anyone to get pressure on Tom Brady. For more than two plays. I mean... He went down, like, I think on the first play of the game against Pittsburgh, and besides or the first drive, and then besides that, he had 24-7, 365 back there. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a homer, but, like, if you look at the two Super Bowls <laughs> against, against the Giants, he was on his back, like, for most of the game. That, and even against the Texans, too. I mean, yeah. the, I don't know. I, I just think that if... If, if you know that the Patriots are going to have to drop back and pass each time, because this is just, I mean, this is going way into the game, but, I mean, if you look at Atlanta's offense, you know, and they're cruising early in the game, it's, it's going to be a high-scoring game, and, they got, and the Patriots have to throw a bunch, you know. They, a lot of times they're on a pretty balanced offense. I mean, yeah, they, they throw it a lot with uh, Brady, but, the, I mean, Deion Lewis is back now, but Garrett Blunt's running the ball. So, like, if mm-hmm. you can get Tom Brady to go back there, he's not agile. So if you can get pressure on him with just, if you're not blitzing extra guys in there, and if you can start getting pressure... I mean, he's kind of fucked. I mean, like Pat said, like you saw it in the two Super Bowls, they weren't blitzing anybody. I mean, they're just going with their with their front guys, and they're getting pressure on. Them. So, like, I mean, why do you why do you think the Steelers got picked apart? They played zone all day and sent, and rushed three men. Yeah, you're that, never gonna beat Tom Brady like that. Yeah, I mean, the, everyone knows the key. I mean, I mean, everyone. I mean, everyone who knows football, everybody's watched football last. I mean, for the past decade, who's seen the playoffs. I mean, you know, if you're gonna beat the Patriots, you have to get pressure on Tom Brady because otherwise, I mean, it's Tom Brady. You know, he's going to pick you apart. He's the, I mean, arguably he's the best of all time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it comes down to. The only thing that I even, like, have remote concerns about in this game is the fact that Atlanta does start three rookies in their on their defense, and if anyone can take advantage of that, it's definitely Bill Belichick. Yeah. But they haven't played, like, rookies this year, especially not here in the playoffs, so. I mean, for me, it's more of just experience overall. I mean, it's, like... I, I don't think necessarily Atlanta will have more pressure on them, but at the same time, I mean, it's the first, like, really, you know, thing any, like, team in their, their city's done for a while. I mean, the Braves haven't really been to the World mm-hmm. Series in a while. The Hawks sure as hell haven't been there. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be a big game for Atlanta, and, you know, it's Matt Ryan's first Super Bowl. It's a lot of people's first Super Bowl on the team. Right. Probably yeah. most people on the yeah. team, their first Super Bowl. Um, you know, but you never know is the thing. It's just, it's it's a tough task going against the dynasty of the Patriots. It is. Matty, I mean, if we're looking at 
history, though. Matty Ice is the kind of quarterback that can do it. He just, just kind of teetering right there on the border of maybe being elite. No one's really sure. And if he wins the Super Bowl, he might kind of fall over on the elite side. Is he like the next Eli Manning? I mean, no. In that sense where... He somehow he always has Tom Brady's number, and then he's. I mean, just, I hope. I honestly. Once hope. every like five years, his team is really good. The Falcons know. are just so easy to root for. Like, yeah. What have they done to you? Like, they've got cool players, and Atlanta is a cool city. ATL hope. Yeah. I think we all agree. We all want Atlanta to win. Yeah, yeah America wants Atlanta yeah. to win. Mm-hmm. Except for one state, one region. But in other football news, um. Probably the biggest thing that I've laughed at in the last week. Um, so, if you guys haven't heard, it's comeback season, um, which is the hashtag that Johnny Manziel is using to come back to the NFL. Wait, is it S-E-A-S-O-N or S-Z-N? It's S-Z-N, all OVO for life. Okay, good. Just glad we're on the same page. Johnny also decided to tweet at POTUS, Don Trump, and then he... Went and proceeded to delete his Twitter account afterwards. He still has an Instagram, whatever. But, Taking um, his own advice. So, yeah, I see this as a huge publicity stunt. I also see it from a delusional cat or not Cavs. I mean, I am a Cavs fan and a Browns fan and an Indians fan, unfortunately. But and from, you are delusional. Yes, yeah. as a delusional Cleveland fan, I see this as you know, oh, like you know, I I can cop out just like you know, being a douchebag in Cleveland basically getting myself cut and then coming back and actually trying to go for some real franchise where I can get, you know, signed. And I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Gordon does something very similar. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But at the same time, I don't think either of them are going to come back. I think Johnny's best... If I could give Johnny some advice right now, I'd say, one, go fuck yourself. Two, after you go fuck yourself, why don't you go to the Arena League and just be an asshole and just, like, be entertainment for the crowd because you're going to get... Your shit kicked in the NFL. I don't think you're ever going to be an NFL quarterback. Hopefully, I'm proven wrong because I'd like to see the old Giant Manziel. But I mean, I think it's a joke. Let me let me hit you with this hypothetical. If Johnny Manziel got his life together, got cleaned up, and looked like he was ready to make a comeback, which team would be the team to take a chance on him? Ooh, that's a good question. Texans. Cleveland. <laughs> no, I mean he's not going to go back to Cleveland. No, okay. Um, but I can see, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of te- there's a lot of franchises out there that I don't have you know answers. The to Jets could maybe take a, the Jet. I can see them with the Jets. It's got to be a real crappy franchise. I mean, just poorly run. I don't want to say the Jaguars, Chargers. but the Jaguars could be what the Rams. Yeah, both, with Tom Coughlin charge, I don't think they would take. Yeah, I would hope not. The L.A. Chargers? Possibly. Philip Rivers is on his way out. If, but you can't take Johnny like. I mean, you mentioned the Arena though. League. There's also, yeah. I don't know if you guys know, but there's, Canadian a, there's, football a, league. <laughs> there's a Chinese Arena Football League as well. He can maybe go over there. And it's funny you mentioned the Trump thing, because I'm just thinking, like, if Donald Trump is taking Twitter advice from Johnny Manziel, I think you need to reevaluate like where you're at. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Donald's taking the advice. Well, I think, no, you're you know, right. You're obviously, right. He, he's probably like, you know... Clearly, um, he hasn't taken the advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know... Um, no, he's if not, you're receiving it from him, is basically what I'm saying. If yeah. you're the one getting the advice... Oh, lightning tied the game. If you're, I mean, if you're receiving anything from him, it's probably an STD. But you know, besides <laughs> that, I don't know what else you'd be receiving from him at this point. Well, I don't know what to say. That was just. I mean, I'm just glad that I got to bash him for a little bit there. That was kind of cool. Um, also, another football news. I think the Browns signed Jimmy Collins to a little bit too high of a contract. What is it? Four years, fifty mil. Yeah, 
uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like I'm skeptical just because it's the Browns. You know, any other yeah. franchise would be like, yeah, you know, great move. But I feel mm-hmm. like now, if, I don't know. I'm hoping, you know, that at least it's a good signing because in the past, we, in the past, I mean, by last season, we give up two all pro offensive linemen, you know, so at least we're signing some people back. But, um, did you see that graphic about all the former Browns players who are, who are playing in Super Bowl now? Uh, Alex Mack, who is yeah. Atlanta's, uh, who is Atlanta's center, was uh, basically let go. By, yeah, no, we got rid of him last year. Yep. Yeah, you decided not to re-sign him. <laughs> um, Taylor Gabriel yep. was cut by the Browns. Uh, so was Dion Lewis. Yep. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Dion Lewis' situation with him. And it's funny because all these players, like, I've really liked, my dad's really liked, you know, like, all the, you know, actual, like, Cleveland fans have liked. And then it's just, like, ends up being like, oh, like, we cut him and it's like us. You know, something, like, bad happened to him. Like, Dion Lewis, he tore his ACL. Yeah. And that's why we got rid of him. But the Taylor Gabriel thing was a head scratcher because we didn't have any wide receivers anyway. And he just yeah. goes and signed. He drafted up. 17 of them. Yeah, yeah. and we drafted a bunch of just... And your best receiver is a quarterback. Exactly. Exactly. So, once again, fuck you, Browns. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get back in the swing of things, you know, with the draft and stuff here. Probably not. Um, the ninth pick's going to be really sketchy. Um, I'm expecting a trade down to a lower pick because the Browns love to give up their opportunities <laughs> for lesser opportunities. So, you know... Um, now, hopefully the dude uh, from Texas A&M is getting some, you know, some Parkas, Warner coats because you know he's going to the Browns unless we do something idiotic. We're talking Miles Garrett. Yes. The DN. I mean, yeah. the Browns did ask Deshaun Watson to play in the Senior Bowl though, and he said no, which is right. great, <laughs> which is cool, yeah. But yeah, I mean, at least, at least it seems like you know they're you know they're trying, which you know they probably should be as you know mm-hmm. a multi million dollar franchise. You would hope, yeah. Um, but you know we'll we'll get back to that in April. Yeah, this is grinding my gears a little bit talking about the Browns. I mean, I started it. I started it. Yeah. I brought it into, into play here. but Well, I was going to ask you guys, do you want to stay in Cleveland and talk about a little NBA? Yeah, yeah sure. Let's, let's switch it up. Let's there's, a, there's a decent game. It's a good place to start. Yeah, there's a, there's a pretty big game Saturday night. Was It It was Saturday, right? We already went over the... Which, which game? Which game are we talking the, about? The um, Cavs Every Spurs. Game's game to me. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. the Cavs Spurs. Not ideal. Um, so I was, me and me and Bogey were watching it together. Um, LeBron drains the ignorant three. <laughs> um, I, I obviously came my pants, and um, so we were freaking out. And then the next possession, of course, LeBron does some bullshit where he's like, you know, I'm gonna make, you know, I'm gonna beat, you know, Sports Center number one and number two play, <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna take a bullshit fadeaway step back three from the corner and miss instead of giving it to Kyrie or somebody else who could have made a shot or just taking it or driving to the lane and taking a shot or anything. Old man Ginobili was guarding him. So he, he, all he had to do was just literally go around. Exactly. So, first of all, it's just LeBron being kind of a head case there. And then, yeah, we, we ended up going into, like, it, it went into overtime, right? It did, and, yeah. And then we got blown out, pretty much blown out, at least in my opinion, in overtime. We got fucking horsed in overtime. <clears throat> um, and then last night, after, you know, our great tenure on the road this year, I don't know if tenure would be the right word, but anyway, our great record on the road this year, we go into... The Pecklins home of New Orleans without. Um, without Anthony Davis, which is you know really their only th- the only player I can really name on their team right now, to be perfectly honest. Is Len Stevenson with the Pelicans? Oh, you know what? He might be, but Drew Holiday went off. Drew Holiday, night. he had like thirty three. So anyway, yeah, Drew Holiday is thirty three. But the two biggest headlines is that LeBron has a triple double. Kyrie has. Didn't he have like forty one points? He yeah he had over forty points, um, and the Cavs still lost. Um, <laughs> Which is really weird. I was really more excited that LeBron got a triple-double and Kyrie scored over 40 because I was like, hey, those are cool stats where I can kind of like brag about them later or something like that. 
Um, at first, I didn't really, I didn't watch the game. I didn't realize that Anthony Davis was out. As soon as I saw Anthony Davis was out, I looked at the box score, and I realized that you know no one else in the Cavs did jack shit. Um, and this kind of goes to the point where I don't know if it's out of line. I don't know if it's him panicking, but I trust the King. However, he did say, according to ESPN, this is quoting now. This is quotes verbatim. We top heavy as shit, and we need a fucking playmaker. And it's been a shitty 2017 so far. LeBron, I wouldn't disagree with you. I'd like to see a better 2017 for the Cavs. I also agree we need another playmaker. I just don't know who we're going to get or who's out there right now. I feel like our biggest hole right now is that we don't have a point guard, a backup point guard, that is. And we just need some guys that can handle time on the bench who can be some scores. I mean, yeah, we have very good role players, but we don't have any guy, I feel like, who can come off the bench and really take over the game, partly. Another thing that's been very troubling for me this season is that um, it's also LeBron's 14th season in the league, if you guys didn't know. Right. Um, and he's been in the finals for six straight years. He's also averaging 37.5 minutes a game playing, which is leading the league. Mm-hmm. That should not be happening at all. Like he said, I think he's going to be 33. LeBron should be averaging around 30 minutes a game. We should be saving him for the finals. And we shouldn't be out there having LeBron play the entire game. Kyrie's playing less minutes than LeBron. I know Kyrie is a lot more injury prone than LeBron, but he's, you know, he, yeah, he's LeBron's, best, got, LeBron's he's got eight player. years on him. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can't be expecting LeBron to go out there every single day. Yeah, he's a super Yeah, he's the best athlete maybe <clears> ever. <throat> but we're not going to win the finals if LeBron goes out there every single night and max down on minutes, go to overtime, and part of it's LeBron's fault in some ways. Like, you can't, I mean, dude, like, with the, with the Spurs game, that's a big game, that's a big road game, it's a big statement game. You can't go out there and do some bonehead shit like that. After you, I mean, I understand you're LeBron, you made that three. You can't go out there and do some fadeaway. You need, you need some other guys to step up, and... Kevin Love stepped up this year, and Kyrie's there, but it's like it's not a three-man. I mean, team. to be fair, that game was over like five minutes ago. If Kevin Love had hit the three wide-open threes, yeah, that he had. yeah, and also I was just gonna say I think Kevin Love should have ran off the court before that last possession because yeah. they actually maybe would have tied it. Yeah. And it's all it's up to Coach James to see where this team's gonna go because I, I don't want to hear him complain when he's the one that makes every decision within that organization. And uh, you were talking about how he's playing the most minutes in the league, and that will affect his finishing ability late in games. Exactly, yeah. Just just saying. But it's not the end of the world for LeBron because his beard is looking really, really good. If you guys haven't seen it. No, we're we, gonna, ta- we were talking about that yeah. the other night. It's a very good beard. I, I wouldn't be worried. No, the Cavs are going to be fine. It's just, um, I've, I know Pat mentioned it last week, the Cavs is like, before even these last couple games, the Cavs have been struggling in the West. And, yeah. you know, that means something because... The West is obviously better than the East. I mean, just I mean, for most people who, who follow the game, you can see there's just more talent out there. And you know, if you're losing the middle of the road teams, granted, I know you're on the road. I know it's like, been a long trip and everything, and you're not you know not completely healthy. But every team's not really healthy. We lost to the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. Like those are some concerns. Like you know, if, if LeBron's out here, you know, triple double. I mean, you're not gonna get much better than triple double. Kyrie's not gonna get much better than forty points a night. Like, you know, if Kevin Love can't step up, you know, God forbid someone else can't step up when J.R. Smith's absent. You know, I think things are going to get a lot better once we get J.R. Smith back. The, the rotation of the minutes are going to get better. But I think even even with J.R. Smith back, I would really like to see another person who can handle the ball and just create plays besides having Amon Shumpert as your backup point guard. I, I yeah. feel like this is the same old song for the Cavaliers, though. Like, the same thing we've heard every like for the past six years, basically. And I know that goes back to the Heat, but, like, 
like they get to the, they get midway through the season, LeBron and everyone else is tired and they're losing a few games that they shouldn't lose. LeBron gets real angry and either fires a coach or like <laughs> says some says something like this to the media, and then everyone just kind of relaxes. They get real hot towards the end of the season, and then they're in the finals. Bang! It's like I feel like the same exact thing happens every year. So I'm not worried. Like I'm really not worried. Yeah, about I mean it. I've seen this movie before. Yeah. yeah, like you're saying. Speaking of the West, though, I, I I do think San Antonio actually has a legitimate chance of beating Golden State. Mm-hmm. I think they're the only team in the West that could do it in a seven game series. Maybe Houston if they get just completely wetty from three for yeah, six but games. Yeah, I'd say just as far yeah. as a if you if you go a, it's probably gonna take seven games to beat the Warriors. I mean, yeah, just based on their talent. I mean, but the two things that. I mean, not two things, but the two players that the Spurs have, I feel like they're just so hard to stop. I mean, if you, I, I just can't see in a seven-game series, I mean, obviously you can stop them. And, I mean, you're not going to stop them. You can slow them down, you're not going to stop them. But LaMarcus Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard, I feel like, are two of the biggest superstars that are probably both a little bit underrated in both their both their respects. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kawhi had a great game against the Cavs, and he dominated the game. Um, you know, and if he wants to be a little bit more selfish, I mean, I don't see a reason why he can't be even better. Um, you know, Marcus Aldridge, who on the Warriors can guard him? You know, Zaza Pachulia, no. Javel yeah. McGee, no. Draymond they'll probably, Green, no. They'll probably put Draymond on him. And he, Draymond's hustle and intensity might get a few stops. And, you know, if he kicks him in the balls once or twice, it might help too. But, yeah, I agree with you. There's, that's a mismatch. I'm gonna yeah. I mean, they could just beat them down. And, you know, there's no one else in the league I'd rather have guard Kevin Durant than Kawhi Leonard. I mean, yeah. and I say that yeah. even with LeBron. I mean, yeah. Kawhi Leonard is the best defender in the league, at least, I mean, as far as holistically, a guy who can go in the paint, go in the perimeter, I mean, everything. He's just very, I mean, that whole team is very, has great just NBA IQ and discipline. And if it's anything, a confidence team. Yeah, yeah exactly. If, yeah, if, if anybody can beat the Warriors, it's Pop and the, I mean, it's yeah, Pop and the Spurs. And you never know. I mean, we haven't even hit the, you know, the trade deadline yet. You know, something... Something weird could happen, you know. The Cavs could pick up somebody. The Spurs could pick up somebody. You know, God forbid the Warriors pick up somebody. Yeah. But, you know. Celtics could even get a little bit better. Exactly. I mean, you Warriors never know. sign Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> the Knicks need a fire sale, by the way. Get rid of everybody besides Porzingis and just stop wasting your time as an organization, because you have a bunch of just has-beens on that team. Melo's the problem. And they're literally going nowhere, and they're just going to be mediocre for the next three years if they don't. And they're going to lose Porzingis. Perform a fire sale. In my humble opinion, I agree. I mean, I, I Porzingis is way too much like of a valuable asset to just ruin there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they could be decent this year, but I mean, like you said, washed up has been players. Derrick Rose, no knees. Um, Carmelo Anthony, no defense. No, no passing play- ability. No passing ability. No playoff winning experience. Joe Kim, Joe Kim Noah, Noah. No more anything for Joe Kim. And ugly. <laughs> Sorry, but Jesus, like, come on. He's not a life champion. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Well, I guess we can stick with speaking of joking. No, we'll, we'll That's so mean, progress to like Gator basketball. Yeah, sure. We'll touch on it. A little I bit. know you said Pat last week. If you know, if we beat South Carolina, you're all you're all aboard. And we <laughs> lost. We lost both games. I can't believe that was last week, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, we got dicked down by the Cox. It wasn't. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say it was no, a dick yeah, it, it, was, was, it was a close dude, we game, didn't hit a three. and we were blowing yeah. it all. Game. I mean, that was that was more of just me talking about you know just like oh know, for seventeen from the arc, and but <laughs> yeah, no, oh yeah, that's the big stat. Oh for seventeen from the arc. I mean, I first time we haven't it, hit a three since nineteen ninety two. By the way, there, it's not even like the college three is different than a high school three. You got to think about that too. It's like there's high school players like right. like out of shape college kids like me. I can hit threes like like. 
Zero, oh, 17? Like, I mean, just... 17 I, I listens, it, man. That's unreal. I don't get it. And it's, you know, I don't know. That, it's not like it's a coaching problem there, but it's just like, I mean, it's a talent thing, obviously. But I, I well, just... I feel like the whole team, like, on the whole, is kind of like a head case. Yeah. yeah. They're very streaky, and, like, they can they can win close games, but, like, you, you got to get them on the right day. Because if they if they're not like in the zone, you know they're gonna miss they're gonna miss the important shots, and down the stretch in this last game too. Again, I can't even tell you who we were Vanderbilt. playing because I blocked out eight and nine Vanderbilt. Vandy and like Casey Hill gets fouled there with the, uh, like a minute left, and he's got an opportunity to make it a one possession game, and uh, <laughs> he pulls up to the free throw line, and I said out loud to myself, I was like, he's gonna miss one of these. Oh. I said to my roommate, "We that that was like guaranteed. He's yeah. gonna miss at least one. Yeah. There's no way." And, and you knew. And John Egbunu gets up there, the same situation, uh, and misses too. Bro, it's like, you know, I like John. I like Big John as a dude. He seems like a cool guy, but he just has regressed so much, and it really it, like it sucks to see because his poten- He has so much potential. He's giant. He can leap out of the gym. He. Mm. He's a big dude. He, he's athletic, but he has no basketball ability whatsoever. And that that leads all. me to say. The question, really, the—I mean, I know it's—it's it's what it's been two years of Mike White now. Yeah. But it really makes me like question. A year and a half. Yeah. Makes me really question him. Even in a year and a half, I know this, this is probably not fair, but it makes me question the coaching staff, like you know, a lot. And you know, we have we have all these players, right? And it's like you know, oh, they're like they're pretty athletic. They can do this. They can do a couple things, right? Like you know, like hopefully they'll develop. Like we need to stop getting players that are. Oh, we can hopefully like hopefully they'll develop. We need to get more players that are like McDonald's All Americans players, and you know, obviously you don't need to. Like, we we can't be expected to stack a team full of them like that. But I mean, you know, you either got to get the good players or you got to develop the guys with talent. And you know, if we're not doing both, you know, something's got to happen. I just I, additionally, I mean, going off the coaching, I don't know if that's the reason why you know like a guy like a Bruno, he hasn't he hasn't you know progressed. But at the same time, there's just things that really 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 irritate me. As you know, I don't even watch that much college basketball. But I mean, I know just as from a basketball standpoint, there'll be times with the moment there'll be huge momentum shifts in the game with the Gators, and they'll they'll, they'll be up by fourteen, and then um, you know the other team will bring it down. All of a sudden, we're two tied or three, or we're tied down by six and at Alabama. Like, I just don't somehow. understand why the hell you can't call a timeout yeah. to stop that. Like me from a fan, like you know, I shouldn't be a college kid sitting on my couch looking and be like, call a timeout, call a timeout, call a timeout. You know, preaching that for two minutes yeah. when there's a professional guy. I mean, he's professional. He's getting paid to coach. A professional guy, he, he can't call a timeout because he can't see the momentum shifting. It's just like like yeah. wait, I just don't. There's nothing well, where it's like I feel like I there's nothing where I feel secure if the team I don't you know I understand like for instance the Alabama game that was the one you're talking about mm-hmm. I kind of understand that because I think he wanted to see what the team was made of coming back against a team against Alabama is not better like that was a game we were gonna win we had to win and I think he wanted to like let the team know like it's you're gonna be responsible for like getting out of the shit you created but I do agree with you but honestly though it really seems like every time he calls a timeout they come out of the timeout and turn the ball over. Yeah, that's I'm like, yeah. They, every single no, time, there has been no coherent play calling in the, in his tenure. And I mean, I, that's he, the thing I noticed right away. Like when you watch a Billy Donovan team, then you watch Mike White. It's like going to Outback and then going to like Sonic. No disrespect to Sonic. Sonic's dank, dude. I know that's like your favorite you restaurant. I probably shouldn't have said that, but it's, yeah. I just don't. There's no play calling. What? There's no offensive game I, plan the, whatsoever. I mean, we're we were watching them play right with. I'm pretty sure Jamal was there too. We mm-hmm. were Chioza. They did the they did the the, the back cut. He was Chioza had the ball. They did a back cut with um, Cannon Barry, Barry. Cannon yeah. and Barry. And there's miscommunication. They both didn't know the play what was going on with the play. And 
Jazz just threw out of bounds. And, and that it's like, play... You, there's no excuse not to get one shot off after a timeout. Like, I can understand a, a great, you know, a great, you know, a defensive play where they make a, they dive and catch a pass or, they, you know, they completely read the play or they see it coming and they got some film, but... It, there was it was just all mental error on that side, and it was just like you know, if your players aren't with it, it probably means your coach isn't. With yeah, it. exactly. It's just like it, there's it doesn't always, reflect well on the coach. It's always I feel like there's just with the Gators, especially on offense, there's always just chaos. Like no one knows what they're doing. The play clock runs down super far. It's like it never nothing ever seems like it, there's. Just I don't know. Like, I'm I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm very getting a lot. Of, I'm getting a lot of bad vibes over here for yeah. you too. Yeah. It's <laughs> not. It, we got we got to put it in perspective. It's not all bad, and not every coach is going to be Billy Donovan. He's a Hall of Famer. Like, let's be honest with ourselves for a second. You're right. Mike White has done a good job so far. If if you if you think about it, because last year they've progressed this year from last year. Think how abysmal they were last year. Shooting percentage awful. Free throw percentage awful. Okay. Defense was solid. Defense was solid. Now come now fast forward to this year. They've made improvements. Shooting percentage is up. Free throw percentage is up. I agree with you. There doesn't seem to be a lot of cohesiveness cohesiveness on the offense or much of the game plan but I think those are things that can be fixed like and like I said this is a streaky team like you know I mean maybe they get a big win they get their confidence back I think they make the tournament this year and that's the goal for the year if they make the tournament I think we I think this this year is like a success I would agree and the thing about basketball college basketball recruiting it's not it's not even close to the same as as college football recruiting because like it's it's such a longer process. Like these aren't kids that you meet like as juniors in high school, and you're like, hey, you want to come play basketball for UF? Like, you're you're watching these kids like from you know from eighth grade yeah. on. Like you got to start building these relationships. And he's only been here for two years, and he's a relatively unknown coach from like Louisiana Tech. So just give him some time to build some relationships and like show that he can coach with the players that he wants to recruit. I agree. I just. It- I hate to say it, just but coming from you know, obviously Florida has a great sports path, especially like we said with you know Billy Donovan Spurrier. You know, uh, I hate I don't even want to say his name, but Meyer. <laughs> um, you know, and it's just like obviously it's disappointing. You know, coming, like from a Florida fan seeing you know Florida State be better than us in football and basketball. Yeah, year. I feel like that's a lot of the pain where it's coming from me. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I feel like uneducated fans out there. If it goes a four-year stretch, you know, and we're not doing anything, like if we don't, if we don't make the tournament this year, and next year we have another shake year, I feel like he's on the hot seat. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with Pat though. If we made the tournament this year, that's a big win for us because last year our team looked like shit. Well, you guys mentioned talent uh, earlier. I think we do have a little bit of talent. You know, Kayvon Allen, like I said before, I think he's one of the best scorers in the SEC, and, and you know, other guys. D. Rob is good. Canyonberry is good. So if they get to the tournament, they can honestly beat anybody. If they, like you were saying before, if they just play well. But I just don't see there haven't been many games in his tenure where he's won a game where we haven't where we weren't favored. Like every game that mm-hmm. we're the underdog, it seems as if we lose. And I know it's like really early in the process and everything, but what I don't understand is how somewhere like Wisconsin, they lose Bo Ryan, but then they're the next dude up, just within the system, comes up and they're just as good as they were with Well Bo Billy Ryan. D's guy went to Chattanooga yeah. that's and yeah. he's obviously having a lot of success there. Yeah, it's a whole different system. Um it's I think it's, it's still more, frustrating though. It is. It's just the offensive yeah. system, in my opinion, with Mike White, uh, it centers around a good point guard who can do it all, and mm-hmm. Casey Hill is not that. Right. But the problem with me is I don't think Chris Gillis is that either. Mm-hmm. And he had a point guard commit, Shy Alexander, who decommitted and went to Kentucky now. So we'll see. We'll, like, we'll see. You know, time will tell, like you said. Yeah. I mean, I do. I think 
Kayvon Allen is still trying to figure out his game, like, and there's been, like, articles written about it, it's, like, literally, like, the reporters, like, asking him, please, like, stay aggressive, like, this can be your team if you just, like, keep doing your job. Yeah. What year is he, by the way? He's, he's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. Yeah. So, uh, if if we can start getting things going together, we make the tournament this year, don't do anything spectacular. You know, I don't think, you know, their players aren't going to get drafted, you know, really. Right. Like, you know, and if they do, it's not going to be very high. So, there's going to be a big incentive for them to come back. So, you know, if we have a good year this year, make it to the tournament, which is the main goal, like we've all agreed. Mm-hmm. Come back next year, get you know one big recruit, get some other solid recruits. We keep on building the team. Give Mike White his third year, start getting things in the swing. You know, we have a brand new arena. You know, there, there's lots of positives. There's yeah. lots of positives right yeah. now. I just I think that you know, us getting nation included is just very hard on the sports teams. Like we've seen it, and they just like want success very badly. And I don't. I think it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing as far as it just it pushes everyone just to you know go the extra mile and do. But it puts you know pressure is good for you know. For coaching staffs and programs, it's just like you know we gotta be realistic too. Mm-hmm. And Gator fans are not good at that, mm-hmm. or having patience. Yeah, especially with football recruiting, they need right. to trust the process. Yeah. But with Mike White, though, honestly, he's recruiting well. I take back what I said about point guard. He actually has a pretty good class coming in, and he's getting transfers too, which is what you, that's what Billy Donovan relied on at UF too. So we'll see. Like you guys said, time will tell. Yeah. Speaking of time, are we out of it? It looks like it. You know, oh, I, there's, wait, one other thing that we should address really quick, though, that's been on my mind a lot, is, one, fuck the NBA, Adam Silver, two, fuck all of you Golden State Warriors fans, you all should be ashamed of yourself for, you know, being fans of your team and putting Seth Curry there, because I'm so triggered, oh, okay. I'm so triggered that, that Russell Westbrook is not starting the All-Star game. That is triggering, the whole country should be triggered it's, about that. You know, it's... The man averages a triple double when he's in starting in the All Star game. It's it's disgusting. I mean, he's he's the best player in the NBA. It's the only like he would be the reason why I want to watch the All Star game. To be honest, I don't even really care about you know I I know what the Cavs can do. I know LeBron. I know Kyrie. I know, mm-hmm. you know Kevin Love. You know you see them every single night. Right. But you know most fans. You know a lot of people, especially on the East Coast, you don't get to see Russell Westbrook every single night. They're in you know they're in Oklahoma City. They're playing on the West a bunch. So, you know we don't. This guy is having one of the best years in NBA history, and yeah. he's not even starting in the All-Star game. Yeah, no. He is easily the the best. Like He's easily the MVP, right? If, he, if the season stopped right now, he'd be the MVP. And it's just like, you know, I, I get, you know, they do the metrics with the fan vote and the media vote and the coach vote, but to some point, can you not just, you know, wave that exception and be like, hey, put the damn guy yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. We're, I don't think Steph Curry's going to care, you know. Can we he, get, like, an executive order by Adam Silver just to start him please exactly I mean it's just that's that, it just pissed me off it's just I feel like it's almost disrespecting your own game why would you have an all-star game where the best player is not starting what a sham honestly triggered I can't I, I, I guess I have it triggered real quick before we run out of time it's not the biggest deal ever but the head coach at the University of Manhattan they lost this weekend in basketball and he called society as a whole fraudulent did you guys yeah, see that yeah. well he um on his bio when he was an assistant coach my phone's not working right now. He lied about his degrees right. on his coaching bio mm-hmm. on previous... And it cost him a job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So who's fraudulent now? He pulled a Georgia Leary. Yeah, who's fraudulent now, dude? Fake news. Fake, fake news. You know you're not getting any fake news here in Speedwell Evidence, so we appreciate you dropping by. Yeah, for sure. Real news only. No alternative facts here. <laughs>